Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome to all of my baby boomer buddies back to the podcast made just for you another day above ground. This is where we talk about boomer topics and how we actually put up with some of the stuff that faces us every day. And I can't do it by myself, of course. I have two partners, first from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado. It's Carolyn Strauss. Well, hey, everybody. October is my favorite month, so I am in a really, really good mood. And I went to a friend's last night and had apple pie, and it was homemade apple pie. I need to learn how to cook, you guys, or marry somebody who can cook. Hey, if you're a guy out there and you're single and you can cook, go to Another Day Above Ground. Send us an email because I want homemade apple pie more than once. (laughs) Did it give you a pie-gasm? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it did. <laughs> okay, well, everyone has their own priorities in life. Carolyn's is pie and a guy that can make it. And uh, and then also we have joining us from Indiana, the uh, Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. As Hurricane Ian comes across the Florida shore, Ron DeSantis, the governor, has a, a solution. He's going to send it to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> well, I had an experience like no other this past weekend. Can you it save was... it for a second? Because I want to. I want to. I want to talk about the pie a little bit longer here. All right, please. Let's. Uh, mine. Mine in- includes pie also. But go ahead. Yeah. It, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, it would be on the back of the Ritz box. Do you remember the mock apple pie? Mock apple pie made out of crackers. Yep. <laughs> I never had it. I saw it every time we bought Ritz crackers when I was a kid. But I same never had here. It. I, I always, I always wanted to make it. I would always see it. I'd go, Mom, Mom, can you make this? This looks good. And uh, uh, she'd look at it. She goes, No, I don't. I don't think we're gonna make that. <laughs> and, and I always wanted to try it. Well, well, I looked it up. I looked up the recipe because they don't put it on the Ritz crackers anymore. Right, that's right. A, that's a thing of our youth. So I looked it up to see exactly what was in it, and uh, I I can see why. Uh... <laughs> what was in it? You have to tell us now. It's got to be I... crackers, applesauce, sugar. No, 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 nothing, nothing fruit. There is no fruit. Wow. It's a it's a crust. It, well, a little bit of fruit. I think you uh, put lemon juice and butter. You pour you you layer the Ritz crackers on top the bottom of the crust and then pour melted butter and lemon juice I believe and cinnamon on top of the crackers so it's 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 essentially a soggy cracker pie. Bless <laughs> your which, mother. Which is a great name for a country band. Hey, I always thought I, cracker pie. <laughs> I always thought that uh, that we couldn't afford that much. But you know, that, that, no, we're not going to spend that much money on Ritz crackers just to make a pie. But <laughs> but I think what happened was I think mom looked at that recipe and went, "Oh, that's disgusting." <laughs> I've yet to meet anyone who ever had one. I never, I never had. I remember seeing the recipe, but I never had it. My mother always used real apples, and so we had no need to, uh, to uh, decline, you know, to go to that. So. Yeah, you know, mother- you think about it. You get a pound of apples for ninety nine cents in season. Uh, 
a pound of Ritz crackers is like five bucks. Why, <laughs> why, why would you make easier to make use real apples? Why would you, you know, you do mock, you do mock crab because you can't afford real crab. You do, you know, mock turtle because you're not allowed to make turtle soup. But why would you mock apples? Well, they they named it that because the uh, the heads of uh, of uh, Ritz crackers they were just mocking you for for buying so many crackers <laughs> to make a crappy tasting pie. You know, I had an experience this weekend of uh, attending my fiftieth college reunion. <gasps> I never realized I went to college with so many old people. Holy Christmas. They all showed up, and it was just like they opened the doors to the senior center, man. And it was, uh, but the one big change, I went to Valparaiso University, a, a Lutheran college, and uh, now they've got a bunch of money somehow, built a bunch of new buildings. In the new student union, they sell beer. Oh, which, wow. Oh, it would have taken me seven years to graduate if they had done that when I was going there, man. They sell beer, but we went to the uh, we went to this uh, dinner, which was just a bad dinner, and and I, I volunteered. I offered to give them a show for free, and they turned me down, and instead had some guy who was just terrible. Uh, he, you know, he was another alumni, and uh, but he was like an accountant, and gosh, they can be funny. And uh, but it was uh, it was interesting to see all all these you know old people who uh, who all came back for their. I mean, I only did it because I'm two hours away by car. But some we were sitting with a couple who drove six days from Flagstaff, Arizona, to come to this reunion. Wow! And me and and I don't even know. You know, I knew a half a dozen people in college. Half of them are dead now, and uh, you know, three guys I sat with. So it was really stupid. But it was, uh, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting. What was their life path like? What was the what path? Their life path. Like, you know, oh, you probably like haven't that. seen some of these people since college. What happened between then and now? I'm so curious. Well, we, uh, you know, they all had uh, jobs of different sorts. And they asked me, they said, you know, what, what did you major in? I said, I majored in finance and I'm a comedian. <laughs> so this education didn't do me much good. I can't even balance a checkbook today. So <laughs> but you can juggle one. And that's the difference. You know what? Uh, yeah. You know what, though, Dale? I think there's an entire generation of kids who cannot balance a checkbook either. So you're in good company. <laughs> That's one thing I have in common with them. But it was amazing they... how much the town had changed. All the places we used to hang out with, they're all gone. New buildings are built. You know, the, all the new buildings on the college, it actually looks like a university now with all these fancy new buildings. But, uh, but yeah, a lot has changed. And there were people there celebrating their 60th reunion. I ain't going back for that, you know, <laughs> unless people want to carry my box. But, you know, other than that. So, was, so, uh, so let me get this straight, though. So, so when you were there at college, if there was a 50-year reunion, they would have been the people who graduated in 1922. Wow. And there was there. I don't think there was beer in the anywhere in in, uh, <laughs> in the county in Porter County. There was no beer in 1922. So. so they have some college kid running the store, but you can't drink till you're 21. And most of the people in college are 18 to 22. So they only have a quarter of the market that they can sell beer to. Is that a smart business decision? 
If you check IDs, you got a quarter of the market. Oh. <laughs> you just outed your entire alumni college. Good job, Dale. That's, you know, what the heck? It's a, you know, a dollar's a dollar. But uh, we have a very special guest for you today, Valerie Grubb. Now, you're going to say, well, what makes her so special? Well, I'll tell you. She, uh, she, she has had numerous business experience. She helped to launch the Oxygen Channel by Oprah Winfrey and you know may you may you pay for that and she also worked with NBC Universal Rolls-Royce she has taught leaders and employees in I get your pencils ready the US Asia Europe South America and Central and Eastern Europe and the most interesting thing I found out from this woman who knows all about business is she graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the podcast, Val Grubb. Thank you so much, Dale. I'm so excited to be here. So, how did what made you take the leap from deciding I don't really want to build bridges? You know, I much <laughs> rather oh, tell she, people how to. Now she builds bridge, builds metaphorical bridges between leadership and their employees. Is oh my goodness! Does mechanical so engineering good. does mechanical engineering involve bridges? I thought that was like architectural engineering. I, well, there's civil engineering, civil there's engineering, mechanical, and there's electrical. I don't know if there's other degrees, but and I there's, know there's train those engineering, which is the really interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> so Val, looking back, I think that's what I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that you are uh, that you are, are uh, very well versed in is how to talk to these other generations who, speaking for most all baby boomers, they really get on our nerves. You know, we got the, we got the millennials that we raised, and then we got the Generation Z and Q and whatever the heck else is going on out there. What's the secret? How do we, as baby boomers, communicate with the kids? <laughs> well. Actually, first, I would suggest to not call them kids. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it's one of those things that everybody sort of wants to be respected in the office. And I think that if we see them as employees who have, you know, as people to have uh, thoughts to add value to to the workplace, I think that that kind of starts you off on a good foot. I, you know, I think the moment we start calling them kids and things like this, I think that you're just going to come back and uh, and you're sort of already setting up an adversarial relationship. So instead, we should call them what, Junior? Hey, Junior. Come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good luck with that. Yes. I. Yes. No. 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 Um, <laughs> Youngins, I think, is the term. Youngins. <laughs> this is going from bad to worse. I like it. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I mean, I hate to say it. I'm com I, come on, guys. I mean, I think that all three of you must have been like rebel rousers when you were in your 20s. There's no chance that I don't believe that you didn't think you were God's gift to the earth when you were in your 20s. I, I just I believe that about each one of you. Uh, right. Am I right? Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, my exactly. mother always said that God sent me to pay her back for something. <laughs> <laughs> Boomers are. Uh, boom. I also believe. Um, but I, I, you know, I just, I mean, I, God, I remember, I remember being in my twenties, and I'll tell you, the first time I got my first promotion, I could barely fit my head through the door. 
uh, at Rolls Royce in Indianapolis. Like I was, I was a lunatic. And so I think that we just got to remember that that's just the age of when we kind of know it all. And, you know, it takes life beating on you a little bit before you go, huh, maybe, maybe other folks are just as smart as I. So is it our I. job to do the beating? That's the whole point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rush Limbaugh once. Beats you down. Rush Limbaugh <laughs> once said that uh, that uh, baby boomers believed that they invented sex. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Actually, so, there was a big argument among the cultures, you know, where the the uh, the Greeks said, you know, we we invented sex, and the Italians said, yes, we got the women involved, though. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like your whole definition of G rating. Let me tell you, I'm all uh... <laughs> people out there going, "Gee, did we just hear that?" Holy yeah, I, exactly. It's definitely going in a in a really crazy fun direction. Speaking of which, I can tell you that millennials um, uh, is that they have less traditional views of sexuality along the same lines. So it's just much more gender fluid. You've probably noticed Uh, Gen Z only takes that even uh, even further, if you will. The oldest millennial I just found out is now 42 years old. Yep. They're grown ups now. Yep. Yeah. That's that's middle age, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. But I, I hope it, not. I'm thinking about <laughs> 60s middle age now. That's my thoughts. As a Gen X, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> I'm going with Gen. X. I'm going with 60s as middle age now. Well, 60 <laughs> times two is uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I was, now see, I know I'm past middle age because I forgot what I was going to say. Oh no, wait. It was the, the whole thing with this with this gender fluidity. Now, yep. where did that come from? Uh, you know, please. David Bowie. Prince. <laughs> yeah. And who? Prince. <laughs> Prince. Do you remember how Prince used to dress? I mean, I, I, I coveted his blouses. Right. And, and so, I mean, I kind of think that we, you know, I mean, those are all from the 90s. I mean, so and we certainly were a, a, a very, I think we sort of started things. I mean, where do you learn that it's okay to be gender fluid? You learn that from your parents that, that are hovering over. And, and uh, you know, millennials' parents were certainly very much helicopter parents. Uh, I think it's gotten a little better with Gen Z. Um, only because I think we're kind of seeing what that means to be sort of a hover parent. Um, and now you don't have, you know, that's why you see millennials and Gen Z, they're going to bounce out of a job in two or three years. You know, it's one of the things that I always tell companies, look, you got to ring, like if you have this, you know, two years to get acclimated into a company before you start getting, getting work out of people, you got to kill that because in two years they're going to be gone. So you got to get onboarding down to, a matter of months so you can wring out the most work out of people because they're going to roll and so companies are saving a lot of money on gold watches now oh most definitely (laughs) yes (laughs) so a tip to you kids out there today not kids you juniors is uh you know don't don't stay in your job too long 
because you know there's always something better out there for you. So it's, it's a little like word of advice. Really, ask my friends. I, I think, think giving so. though isn't giving a millennial a watch kind of like giving us a sundial. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> what does this do? It tells you the time. You know? Yes. What else does it do? And it does <laughs> nothing else, which means they do not want it. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think it's, you know, I always have folks, uh, you know, if you've got a child under 40, if you've got a child 42 and under, you know, raise your hand bend your elbow and pat yourself on the back because we have found the enemy and he's us. Like, we raise these kids to be, uh, if you don't like something, you don't like soccer, no problem, quit and try something else. You don't like that? But yeah, okay, no problem, quit and just stay at home and watch video games. So, I mean, it's just, you know, kids learn that somewhere. I was uh, so. working I was working in small town Ohio last week, and I was talking to the owner, and she said that the local football team, and then when you get into small town Ohio, the football, I mean, that's the big thing. That's the, right. you know, that's why there were only 12 people in the show. And uh, she said, <laughs> she said it's yeah, it was a football game. Sure, <laughs> it's a big game. The rivalry it was a rivalry game, uh, but she said that uh, it's so hard to get the high school kids to play football. Absolutely. That they're now that there's now three girls on their team uh, for wow. injuries, head injuries. That's all we've talked about is just head injuries, and parents are just all freaked out about that, and absolutely, and not letting their kids play. Well, I thought it was more what you were saying, that it's really hard to get kids to stick with it for a whole season. I I think it's a lot of things. I think it's parents not really encouraging it, and it's also the fact that if you don't like it, quit. So, so My parents would have never, like I remember joining softball and in the first game going, I don't want to do this. And my father saying, "You signed up for it. You got to. You got to get through the season." Because I don't think head injuries would be the reason why you have girls on the team. It's not like, uh, well, I don't. I don't want Billy to play uh, play uh, football because he might injure his head. Send. Well, let's send Susie. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to think, do we? We'll get married and you'll take care of us, and it'll be just fine. Speaking of football injuries, though, the NFL just announced that the the Pro Bowl will no longer be held because they were going out there and getting injured for no good reason. It's being replaced by a flag football game. So, no way. Yeah, it just came out today in the news. Uh, yeah. Pro Bowl is now going to be flag football. <laughs> that's exciting. No. <laughs> Although I think that's what the Saints are doing right now. <laughs> I live in New Orleans. I think the Saints are playing flag football. <laughs> maybe we could maybe we could win that. Um what's the tip, Val? How do we like get how do we get the best out of these? I'm going to call them younger people because they're all younger yep. than us. How do we how do we get the best from them and encourage them to want to stay and, and work with us? And even just follow through. You say you're going to mow the lawn. Mow the lawn and do it right. Well, I'm not going to touch mowing the lawn because that's all family stuff. Like the family dynamics are a, a real pain. I mean, I, I can tell you from my time at Oxygen Media with – hardcore millennials my whole thing is what do you want to asking them what do you want to do what do you what do you want to you know what are your what are your career goals and 90 percent would say i want to be ceo i want to be vice president i'm like absolutely you can do that 
You can be a CEO. Now, you're not going to be a CEO at Oxygen because there's 50 people standing in line. I'm one of them, and I'm going to keep my eye on you um, to make sure I don't get run down in the parking lot. Um, but I, if you stay with me, I will teach you skills on how to be a CEO. And you hang with me, and I'll teach you skills that actually matter to you. And that way, when you go out and start your own company, you can hire me to be a consultant for you. So I think that it's really tapping into what they care about and then figuring out how to connect the dots at the office. And I think at that point, like if they feel like they're growing and they're with a company that they're continuing to learn, grow their skills, it's somebody you know who's trying to help them uh, achieve what it is that they're interested in, um, then I, I think that it's gonna they're, they're gonna stay longer. I mean, I, I'm somebody who job hops as well. I was at Rolls-Royce 11 years. I helped to found IAC, I was there three years, Oxygen eight years, like I get that journey. Um, I get that journey of just getting bored and wanting, wanting what's next. And I think if you tap into that, you have a greater chance at them sticking around. Now mowing the grass, good luck with that. I don't know about that. <laughs> but getting them to when we were fully employed though we didn't really care about being bored we cared about having a job and getting a paycheck if yep. it was boring it was boring but you know you stuck with it because you needed the gig and you know what and parents now how many friends do you have that are allowing their 25 to 35 year olds that are still living with them well I, I, I think some parents might not object to that, but you know, if you did object to that, it's real easy to change the locks while the kids are out at the mall. You know, <laughs> I, I am. That was exact. Like I remember. I, I mean, I remember the first time I went to, you know, uh, moved out on my own. I think it was like two hours, and my mom had converted my room into a library and said, you know, that ain't, you know, that ain't happening. It's a sewing room. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> so I just think it's, I, I you know, I, I know I keep coming back. I just think there's a lot of blame kind of back on the parents. And I think that, you know, when you get into the office, I think it's, I think you can tap into that with purpose and what people want to do. And, um, you know, you just tap into that and say, you know, do you want to be a lousy CEO? You want to be a good CEO? I'll teach you how to be a good CEO. Hang with me as long as you can. Um, and then as a boss, you got to be prepared for somebody to, to, to roll out of there and move on to what's next. Now, on a, on a, on a business front, as, as baby boomers, our kids, you know, were millennials, and their kids are, I don't know what generation that is. What is the next So it's thing? Gen Z after millennials? Gen now, Z. Now? That would make them our grandchildren. Yes. How do we communicate with them so we don't seem like, you know, like misplaced fogies? Via text. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, so what was that? So via text. So get yourself oh, a phone. Text. Exactly. And uh, talk with them, uh, text, uh, get on Instagram, uh, do, a, do a TikTok video here and there, uh, and you'll be a kingpin. So Yeah, for a little <laughs> while, but as soon as you start doing that, they're going to find another platform. I mean, do you, remember, do you remember when they were actually young people on Facebook? Right, yeah. <laughs> yep, they they exactly. bailed as soon as we figured it out. Then they're gone and they're out of there. That's all right. 
I knew a woman our age who had married a guy who had grandchildren, and that made her an Instagram. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Good night, everybody. Actually, actually, Dale is here every Thursday. Isn't your uh, isn't your granddaughter actually Generation Alpha? I, she's only three years old, so whatever they came up with uh, recently. I think. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't heard what the. I haven't heard them name the next generation alpha. yet. After I Jet just, Z. I just heard it. It's Alpha. Oh, it's Alpha. Yeah, oh, is it Alpha? Yeah, they're gonna, right. they're gonna do it like hurricanes. Once you're through all the letters, then you start going through the Greek letters. Dang it! I like Alpha. I could be an Alpha, Alpha female. <gasps> I like. Oh, I already am. But I and would then, like. To be and then the next generation will be little fish. or an extinct recording system
Well, yeah, but you know, that's, that's sometimes sometimes it, it's inaccurate. You know, it just hurts to for no so reason. You got people. you got something else for the temperature too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, extreme, extreme. Anyhow, Phil, thank you very much for for being with us today. If people wanted to contact you and get more information about what exactly it is you do, where would they go? They could go to my website at uh, valgrubbenassociates.com. And, it's and I'm, on, I'm on Facebook, I'm Twitter, I'm on all Instagram, I'm on all of these things as well. But it is V-A-L-G-R-U-B-B and A-N-D associates with an S.com. Okay. Thank you very much for uh, for being with us, and uh, we're going to go and try and do our best to uh, relate to the kids, or the juniors. <laughs> yeah. or the, I can the, see the, I've, the I've, I've, I've yeah. changed opinions here. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Well, that's about it for another week, my friends. We thank you for joining us. We thank Val Grubb for being along here for the ride with us. And uh, we hope that you uh, learned something that you can possibly put to good use. Uh, Other than that, any last words, Carolyn, for our listener? Well, it's October. Go out and enjoy the enjoy leaves. Enjoy the leaves. Okay, I, I do that every day. I have to have to grind I them know, up and roll them just right. And then, uh, Tim, how about you? Any last words? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be enjoying the leaves, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait. All right. And I'm going to invite everybody to visit DaleIrvin.com. That's I-R-V-I-N is my last name. And there you can sign up for the Friday Funnies. And every Friday I'll appear in your email box with both a, a written and a video recap of the weirder stories in this week's news. Other than that, go to our website, anotherdayaboveground.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, read more about us, and even leave us a message. That being said, go out and enjoy the rest of the day because today is Another Day Above Ground. And that's it for Another Day Above Ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.